Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Jarrett Topel. Inflation and interest rates, interest rates and inflation. Anywhere you look or listen these days, you seem to see or hear the same thing. As such, I thought I would spend a few minutes here making sure everyone is aware of how inflation and interest rates are related and why it even matters in the first place. So let me start with the biggest single source for determining interest rates in the United States and probably the world, which is the Federal Reserve, also known simply as the Fed. The Federal Reserve is the United States' central banking system and at its most basic level has two main objectives, which are to maintain full employment and to keep inflation in check. We'll save the full employment discussion for another day, although it is very much related, and for now focus on inflation. Inflation, just to be clear, is the rate of increase in the price of a good or service from one year to the next. For example, if a loaf of bread cost $3 last year and now costs $3.30 this year, the annual inflation rate for this item was 10%. Anyone who's been to the grocery store in the last six months knows that we are seeing some serious inflation right now, and it's been decades since we've seen such significant inflation, which is why it's catching everyone so off guard. And when prices for goods and services are rising faster than incomes, these goods and services become less and less affordable. This is known as loss or erosion of purchasing power. And when U.S. inflation goes beyond where the Federal Reserve would like it to be, which is somewhere around 2% per year, the Fed often steps in to try and slow down the increase in prices. And one of the main ways they do this is by increasing interest rates. And when they do so, in theory at least, there are two main interrelated ways that this helps lower the rate of inflation. First, when interest rates are higher, people are more likely to save money and less likely to spend it. When interest rates are high enough, people are willing to keep money in the bank instead of buying goods and services, and this lowering of demand for goods and services usually helps to lower inflation. For example, when bank accounts are paying 0.1% interest or less, as they have been for many years now, there's not much incentive to keep money in the bank. So, instead, consumers and businesses are more likely to spend and less likely to save, and this drives up inflation. However, the higher the interest rates go, the more likely consumers and businesses are to forego a purchase in order to earn interest on their savings in a bank account. And in the same vein, when interest rates are higher, people and businesses are less likely to borrow money to buy more goods and services. For example, if you can get an auto loan for 1%, you're much more likely to buy a new car than if that same loan were to cost you 5% or more. Or if you're a business and you can borrow money for 1%, you're more likely to borrow to take on new projects, hire new employees, commit to research and development, or whatever. This is why there are many people out there right now talking about the likelihood of a housing price decline, or at least a lowering of the speed of housing price increases. When you can get a loan to buy a house for 2.5%, you can afford a whole lot more house than when the same loan costs you 5% or more. At the end of the day, the basic premise is less money chasing the same goods and services 
is anti-inflationary. And the more people and businesses keep in savings and or the less they are willing to borrow to buy new goods and services, the more downward pressure on inflation there is. And, of course, it works in the opposite direction as well. When the economy hits a tough patch, as it did back in 2008, the Federal Reserve often lowers interest rates to stimulate spending, which in turn usually drives up inflation. By lowering interest rates and thus making savings less attractive, people and businesses are less likely to save and more likely to spend, which in theory should stimulate the economy and increase inflation. And when interest rates are lower, people and businesses are more likely to borrow money to buy even more goods and services. As you can see, the Federal Reserve has a real balancing act on its hand. Keep interest rates too low and inflation kicks in and the loss of purchasing power can be devastating. Or raise rates too high and choke off spending and this can easily send the economy into a recession or even a depression. And the real hard part is that the actions the Fed takes now often don't show up on the balance sheet for months or even years down the road. It's a lot like trying to stop or start a freight train. It has to be started well in advance with lots of foresight and correct intuition, and if not managed correctly, can very easily run right off the rails. Opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. This program should not be construed as financial, legal, or estate planning advice. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital and seek advice from a licensed professional. Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.